following program is intended for mature audiences. Welcome. Computers are a fucking nightmare, dude. All of this shit is a way bigger pain in the ass than it should Today's be. Today's been like impossible. This is this is a bit like the first episode we ever did. Like just trying to get yeah. All... <laughs> oh. I hate all of it. I hate all of it because it makes it so much more difficult. I don't know how people do this every day and they actually accomplish it. I don't know how they do it. Like business meetings and all that. If we had to work together to get the cure for fucking cancer and all we had to do was get in the same room and be able to record it, it would it would never get done. Everyone would be dead by the time we arrived. <laughs> we'd be like, we're here, everybody, don't panic. And everyone is just dead. Bodies lay randomly, some stack in piles. Find all of their faces, pure horror, no smile. <laughs> Stupid. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, well, right now it seems to be okay, so we'll see how long it takes before this starts to go <laughs> the opposite way. But I don't know where I should start, but I thought a good place would be to begin with the video that you sent me. So first, I should ask you, is it up publicly on your YouTube channel, or is that just something that you have for yourself? What are we talking about, the Twitter thing? No, 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 the the one where you're with the with the oh, guy. The, the yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, some on YouTube as well, but like, it's it's quite a while ago now, so I think a lot of people missed it. Like, if I've got new subscribers, if they haven't gone through all the videos, like, gone back a while, they, they would have missed it. Yeah, most of them don't. I still get people hitting me up, telling me to watch this or do that, and then I had to go and give them the fucking link for it. Like, dude, that's been done for six months. Where have you been? You know I've what had mean? it quite a few times with my reactions as well. They're like, you should do this. And I'm like, I've done that about six months ago. <laughs> that just tells me you haven't even bothered to try and search it on the channel before you've asked me to do it. It's ridiculous. But, okay, so I wanted to, I wanted to ask that before I got into it, just to make sure that... It was actually up before I go and start talking about it and people have no idea what I'm saying or they can't go and pull it up. But I thought that would be a good place to start when we talk about this because I watched the video and from the moment... Before we get started as well, yeah? I just want to say I love your honesty. Like I told you in the email. <laughs> it's brilliant. That's what I like about you so much as well because I've been around people as well that will tell me probably what I want to hear at the time but then like when that's just consistent uh, when I do something else and they're just constantly good about it you kind of think especially if you're a perfectionist yourself because you pick up on things and you think how are they not picking up on that right yeah you're looking at it and you're going if I can see it how come you can't see it yeah since you brought it up I might as well go into the emails so he sent me a link to this documentary quote unquote that was done and he put it up on his youtube channel and when he sent it he said dude i would like to hear what you think of it all right cool no problem so i watch it and this is well let me give you a little bit of background on it the thing is that the video is like 45 minutes somewhere around there and it was attempting to go into OCD, which we're going to talk a little bit about in this episode. 
But I watched it, and this is the email that I sent to him. Dude, this guy sucks. I don't mean to be shitting, but he's plugging his handle and not paying any attention, so it seems, to the conversation. Look, we're going to do this the right way. I feel like there was a lot left on the table that you could have went into if you were given the right direction. I don't know how these things go, and I could appreciate the idea of it, but I feel like there wasn't much to get out of it other than that you mentioned your workshop briefly touched on OCD, and that's it. I want you to be able to be comfortable and open up. If that was the intent there, respect, but it felt rushed and uncomfortable. Happy to see that you linked up with somebody but I may not understand the exchange. No offense. That's what he's alluding to when he said that. And then you start to second guess yourself. Like, wait, am I looking at it too hard? Am I picking apart things that aren't really there? And then you realize, like, no, that's not what it is. They're just not paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. You see, I felt... I, I sat with that email for a while after I wrote it. Like, oh, I should I really shouldn't send this right now. Because this could be, like, this is a, a big deal. And now here I am coming along months later, whatever it is. And I watch it and I tear it to pieces. But not because, I don't think, it, it had nothing to do with you. I felt like you were not, first of all, you weren't asked the right questions. And I'm not saying that I'm some kind of all-star interviewer because we can go back to any podcast episode where I've had any guests on, including you in the very beginning, and we can watch how I've slowly just drained the life out of it with my bare hands from (laughs) mishandling it. But, I mean, this guy, from the very opening sentence that came out of his mouth, he seemed more concerned about plugging his own channel and what he was doing versus having an actual conversation there was absolutely no and i'm not saying you have to be you have to have a chemistry with every person but he didn't even make an attempt now i don't know the man personally i did not watch anything else that he's ever done because if it's all like that he can keep it you know not it's not personal i just thought that was terribly done whereas you know you can see the For those of you that are wondering, see, this is what I mean. What we're going to be talking about is we're going to start talking about OCD and we're going to work our way through a whole bunch of other shit. But I want to start with that because this is, there was an interview, I guess you could call it, that you did a while ago with somebody who you had to go and meet up with at a place. Yeah, so just uh, like a little brief uh, script, like how I come about him was, I went to, I don't know, I think I told you about um, a guy called Eric Thomas, who's a motivational speaker. Um, He did an event in London, and I'd been following him for years on YouTube. Um, And he had other speakers there before he went on and spoke. And that guy was one of the speakers. He won a a motivational, like, speaking contest to go and speak (laughs) at the same event. How dare you! Um, But I, I, I really enjoyed his, what he did at the, at that event thing. So I, I contacted him and just sort of said that I was interested in that sort of field of things and about the OCD stuff, and I felt like I could help people with it. Um, and I inboxed him on, I think it was Instagram about it, and he replied and told me to come down and like do the interview, and that's how it sort of come about. 
Well, I mean, look, I'm not laughing at the fact that he won an award. That's great. What makes it funny to me is the fact that you can win an award for motivational speaking, but you can't conduct a fucking interview with somebody who is in the same field that you're in. Especially, it's not, it, it would be different. It would be different if you were both sitting there and you were talking about AIDS or something. And you were you were talking about it with having no experience of having it yourself, but you here you are front row seat. You have OCD. You understand the ins and outs of the entire situation, and all this guy can think of is to ask you a question, step on you when you start to give an answer, and then try to just circle back and get you to finish answering the same question. Now you could I don't know you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like after that. You got a little bit uncomfortable, like, okay, I, I tried to give you this answer, and you stepped on me, now I kind of feel like you don't want to hear what I have to say. It was a bit like that, I think as well, like, because I haven't really done, like, something like that before, that was my first time doing, like, like, obviously I've been on camera and that, but not, like, I was actually being interviewed and that, it was a bit weird and new to me, right. so I think it was a mixture of, of both of that and... But also as well, he had an event that day, the same day I had done that. So, like, ah. I went to um, this thing afterwards with him, and he was like speaking at that and stuff as well. But it was kind of like felt a little bit like let's get this done because I got to go and do this. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, it did seem like he was in but a bit at the of same a rush. Time, I was grateful that I had the opportunity and that I was that I'd seen him at the event, liked what he did, and then he, I didn't even think he'd reply when I messaged him the first time. So getting there and just being there and starting it and that and thinking, oh, this is all right. But like at the same time, like I said, it was a mixture of different things going on that I was a bit like, didn't know how to feel about it. Well, I mean, I'll give him, I'll give him credit for that because I think a lot of people, if you reach out to them, they're like, oh, fuck you. Who are you? What do you, yeah. what do you do? What good can you do for me? That's the question that I have. You know, am I going to have you on and see a spike on my channel? No, so go fuck yourself. So I guess it was noble that, I mean, who knows what the fuck was going on inside his world. Maybe he was focused on the thing that he was going to leave to do, whatever it was. But it was kind of disheartening because I was really excited to watch it. And I'm thinking this is going to be great. I'm going to get an insight on some shit I've never I've never heard anybody talk about this before. I've, I've watched people who have it. I don't know if you ever heard of the television show Monk. Yeah, I've never watched it, but I've heard of it. That show is... The basic entire premise of the show is that he's a cop, but he has OCD. And his OCD is so bad... It actually makes him a good detective in some ways because he pays attention to details that a regular person wouldn't pay attention to. What are you, what are you doing? I'm eating a donut. It's food. Why that one? Because I like the coconut. Now you have to eat a sugar one. Don't want a sugar one. Or you could take three more coconuts and two chocolate. Or one coconut and two glaze. Or you could just eat all of them. That would probably be easier. And of course, yeah. I mean, they have comedic shit in there where he's got to do outrageous things or if somebody sneezes in his house, he's running around with the Lysol and all that. Which, I mean, it is funny, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? Well, they're, they're, putting a, they're putting a spotlight on it, which is good because people should do that. So one thing that you 
And one thing that he asked you was, you know, what are some of the things that you have to deal with? And I noticed that you said, well, when I go to the bathroom and if I'm showering are two big things that I try to contend with. While I'm doing it, there will be times where I have to get... If we all have an event of something that we have to do or a place we got to go, I got to get up before everybody else in the house gets up so I can do what I need to do. One thing you said that stuck out was you said that the doctor told you to have a stopwatch and then try to slowly bring your time down as you were doing it. And you said, well, I did that and I cut my time down. But when I got out, the little voice in the back of my head's going, yeah, but we're still not clean. So yeah. is it that you have to scrub a certain amount of times or is it just that, all right, we need to be in the shower for this long before we are clean? Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Um, I think it started not a specific time in mind that I felt like I had to be in there, but it was just of, I probably did things in certain order, but it was more a case of until I felt that I'd, I cleaned enough, do you know what I mean? So the time would vary, but like probably when I, when I was at the, and at its worst, I was probably showering for close to half an hour, maybe more. Oh shit. See, I've gotten myself down to 15 minutes. And I mean, nowadays it's, it's probably not that long, but at its worst, it was probably about that sort of time period. And still to this day, even though the time's cut down, I kind of still do the roughly the same sort of order of things that like the, in the way I wash and stuff. So yeah, like I felt like I was achieving something with cutting the time down, but at the same time there was that, that voice there still. So it was kind of like, I felt I'd achieved something, but still frustrated as well, because I was like, well, I should be feeling better by what the, the therapist and that was telling me, but I'm still uncomfortable. It sounds like, I mean, it's a great idea in theory you know, we'll get a stopwatch and we'll just cut your time down. But that really doesn't, all that that's doing is window dressing. Like, okay, we can, sure, we can cut the time down, but that doesn't take care of the little voice in the back of my head telling me I'm fucking dirty. Dude, what are we going to do about that? We need to fix this. So, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I think I have a touch of that shit myself. One thing that I wanted to ask you was, okay, so you cut your time down, right? But for whatever reason, let's say that your your ritual when you get up in the morning is get up, go to the bathroom, you take a shower, and then you leave to go and start your day. If something interferes with that morning ritual, does it offset the rest of your day? Or can you force it to bend around a schedule if need be, like if you got called into work early or whatever it might be. I'll let you think about it. I, I feel like now I could probably deal with it better and, and not go for that shower or whatever. In the early days, I wouldn't have been able to do it at all. I'd have been like, well, I can't come to work then, or like, it was that bad. Um, mm. But still, like, even if I don't shower, I always make sure I go to the toilet before I leave. Because I'm, and this is another thing, like, without trying to get too, like, uh, graphic. Graphic, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I can't basically take a shit in a public toilet. Oh, dude, I don't think, I think if you can shit in a public toilet, there's something wrong with you. Honest to God. There's, do you know how many 
assholes are on that toilet seat all day long and now you want oh, me to walk in there? I'll literally go through pain and suffering if I've got to go for work. Because sometimes I get to work and even before I'm there, I'm like, oh, I need one now. I couldn't go before I left or whatever. And now I'm like, oh, now I need one. Oh. And I'm like, I've got to get through like a 10 hour shift now and hold it in because I can't, I cannot go in a public toilet and do it. Holy Even if it's a disabled one that's not used as much, and I and I know that it's cleaner than the other ones, I can't do it. Is it because somebody could walk in there? It's that, and I feel like they're going to be looking for me, like because I like they know I've arrived or whatever. And like, like there's well, something there's something you're supposed to be doing, and instead you're out in the back shitting. So you think they're going to kick the door and be like, "Hey, what the fuck? We don't shit yeah, on company like- time." Sometimes <laughs> we get there a little bit before we start or whatever, just to like, so we're not rushing. But even that, like, because I know that they have seen me come in and I'm like just chatting with them and then I've disappeared, they'll be like, where is he? And then also there's that. And then just the fact that, like you're saying, like in my head, I'm like, other people have been sat on that. Yeah, it might have been cleaned and that, but I can't do that because then I'm just going to be even more anxious throughout the whole shift if I go and do it. Now so all you're thinking about and- is... What kind of fungus is growing on your ass now while you're walking around the job all day? Messed up because it's kind of unhealthy as well because, like I said, I'm going through the pain then of holding it in that whole time, which ain't good for you, but I can't get around that barrier of of just going and doing it. See, I had a situation, or I'm glad you brought this up because I'm kind of embarrassed by it, but... I mean, I've never spoke to, apart from like a therapist about and like some of my family about this sort of stuff. You, so you're the only <laughs> like, this is gonna be out there now. So fuck it out. Hey, fuck it, dude. I'm, I'm the same way. Like I can pee in a public place. I don't like to, but I can do it. If I have my way, I try to sneak in there before anybody else goes in there, so I don't have to worry just about it. Just remind me of another point as well. I'll let you finish this, but you've just picked up on something else as well. <laughs> so I can't, I can't shit a public restroom, restroom unless I have to. And there's, I've been getting really anxious at the doctor since I started going, but even more so every time they change it to a new person. I get anxious now, and when I get worked up, my stomach starts going, and I'm like, oh, man, I feel like I gotta sh- I'm gotta, going to shit my pants. And I'm like, well, we can't go here. We can't. We have to hold it. And then I, I managed to suffer through the appointment, the waiting room, the whole deal. I go to fucking walk out, and I felt it. Like, if I don't go right now, it's happening it's either going to happen in my pants or we're going to shit in a toilet. What do you want to do? Because you got about five seconds to make your mind up. Here's the best part. Not only am I about to shit in a public place, but the bathroom is in the waiting room, which is full <laughs> of people. So now I'm going to go in there and it's going to be horrific. It's going to be a horror show. And now when I walk out of there and the smells walking behind me like a cartoon, they know who just did it. Everybody's staring at me and I just kind of sneak out. My shoes are squeaking the whole thing now because the floor is wet in there. Not for me, but some other savage that went in there before me. And now I got to sneak out of there and hope that I don't ever see any of these people again, which is only a matter of time before I run into them. But now are they going to say anything? But luckily, I think 
I think the the stigma is so strong that nobody will say anything until after you walk out. Then they'll talk about how bad the smell is. Oof. That's crazy. Like, I don't know what I'd do. But what I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> like, um, you were saying about like taking a piss. I can't remember the last time I was able to go and have a piss in a urinal. I have to wait and go in the cubicle. Wow. Because I can't, can't stand next to people. Even if I'm the first one in there, I'm like, in my head, I'll stand at the urinal and I'll be like, well, someone's coming in now. And I'll get stage fright. I can't, I physically can't go unless I go in the cubicle. Mm. See, that that happens to me too, where I'll freeze up, but I just, I'll stand there and be like, dude, we're, we have to do this because if I walk away in two minutes, I'm going to be back in here anyway. But now the bigger problem is on one, the one time I went into a local supermarket and I'm waiting there was a dude already in the urinal. Some guy is taking a shit in the stall, so that's out. And there's only the two. So the one guy in front of me gets done. I start to take my piss, and some dude runs in the bathroom. Now, like, kicks the door in. He's running, and he's dancing behind me. He's dancing behind me, and I'm looking over, and I go, what the fuck is this asshole on about? And now a grown man had to be 50 at least holding his crotch going, ah, ah, come on, come on. I got to go. I'm like, bro, are you fucking serious? The more you do this, the longer it's going to (laughs) take. And he's instead of just understanding that he's going to yell like, come on, man, come on. I got to go. Come on. You know what? It got to the point I couldn't get it out. I literally put my dick back in my pants. I said, go, motherfucker. You got to go so bad. Go. You're like a goddamn toddler. This is unbelievable. You should be ashamed of yourself. Motherfucker. And I sat there and I fucking waited. And when he went to walk out, I was like, you're welcome, you fucking. You didn't say anything. That was aggravated. Like, dude, come on. No matter how badly, I could be hunched over in pain having to go and I would never act like that. Just especially not to a stranger that I don't know. Unbelievable. Stupid. It really is. I mean, I, I don't I don't like the idea of doing anything in public or not only in public, but other people's houses as well. Is that a struggle for you? Yep. Like that's a big part of why I've mentioned before, like uh, I never really did a lot of sleepovers or stuff or anything like that. Or it's like school trips. Uh, I didn't go on a f- my first school trip till I was about probably 12 or something because I couldn't, I might've been a bit younger than that, but that was a major thing in my head before like kids would get excited about going on a school trip. And I'd be like, this my fault would be, Mum, like, I need, I need to, how am I going to go to the toilet? Because there's going to be, my friends are going to be there and stuff, and I'm going to get all anxious, and they're going to be like, oh, where's he going? And then I'm going to take ages while I'm in there, like, literally, they're going and be like two minutes, I'll be like fucking 20 or something. And, and they'll be like, like oh, fucking... what were you doing, shitting in there? We yeah, like... got a shitty ass over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but but that was a, that's a massive thing for me as well, like. I get like that about, even to this day, if I have to go to someone else's house, like, it's, it's weird. Ah, oh, dude, I hate it. The worst one is when you're forced to go over people's houses for the holidays and you have to use the bathroom and you know there's a house full of people. I hate that knock on a door. 
when you know everybody knows I'm in there now, so well, now I gotta hurry up, rush everything. I I pissed my pants on numerous occasions. Not like, oh, I'm not going in there, and I'll just pee on myself. But rushing out of the bathroom so quickly, not done. I go to walk out, and there it is, dripping all over me. I'm like, well, this is fucking great. Now I can walk around and piss. Now it's fantastic. Really good is job. That, is that what you were saying a minute ago? That like that pr unnecessary pressure that people put onto you like and it's frustrating because like you said like i'd be the same as you and i wouldn't act like that yeah like, and i think how do these people not even it's like they can't even like fathom that thought of thinking like they don't i don't think they know that there's a world that exists outside of their own like they think everything is done for them and it's, everything else is just a byproduct of that. Everything is done for me. Well, I need the bathroom right now. You better fucking move out of the way. Because I'm going to go. I'll hose you down if I have to. So you better move. It's I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Maybe, I guess being pushed away from everybody as a, a child was good for me. Because now I've learned to like, oh, well... What I what I need really doesn't matter all that much. And I know that's not really a good, that's not a great mind state to have either. But you need that fine line between I can wait and I'm gonna do this right now. A lot of people don't. Yeah, because you could have easily have been the the nutcase that ran in behind you. You could have been that person. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh fuck. I would, I would imagine that you would be... I was staring at him, and I was looking for any sign of another person in his life. A wedding ring, something, anything. Just And he had a wedding ring on, and I thought to myself, how the fuck? Who did you... And the women's doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right, dude. <laughs> like banging on all the cubicles. Who the fuck's in there? Hurry up. Yeah, come on now, I gotta piss. Let's move. I gotta go now. Anybody else notice that I almost shamelessly broke out into an English accent for some reason? <laughs> dude, it's fucking, it, it's crazy. It, it's fucking crazy. Which, I mean, dude, I used to clean toilets. I worked in a state building where Dyfus was at, rental assistance, department of environmental protection the state police and a couple other no 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 that was it in that building the other one I was thinking of the other one but those bathrooms were the most disgusting things I had ever seen and shockingly enough and I know I'm about to piss a lot of women off when I say this but you motherfuckers have no class at all whatsoever none the condition that you left those bathrooms in should be ashamed of yourselves like to the point where other women would walk up to me before I go in there and clean and be like I feel bad for you it's gonna be a rough one today cause like they all know who that person is that just goes in there and tampons flinging all over the place and toilet paper everywhere and they don't they don't care it's like I don't have to clean it fuck that guy he gets paid to clean this place up so you know I'm keeping him in a job by flinging my nasty shit all over the place like you know what but this is a little bit random, but you reminded me, like, it just reminded me of what happens at my job. But obviously, people are drunk, but I've never seen a bloke do it, bear in mind. So, 
women take their shoes off in the club. Barefoot. And then they'll go to the toilet several times a night. They're on the floor in there. And they just got their feet on that floor in there. Ugh. And then they're coming out dancing and everything. And I'm thinking, that's attractive. Like, how... Those That's feet, ridiculous. those feet are gonna be on somebody's shoulders later. That's disgusting. Like, come on, man, have some respect for yourself. That's the same like, thing. Not, not even the guys do that there. Like, I'm not seeing one guy with his feet out. No way. On a, so, I think it's different. Shift, every shift, there's at least one or two girls that do it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Women do it in the club. Men will do it on an airplane. Yeah. It, it seems like it has to be a certain a certain setting. I think women just don't give a shit because they get away with more. Because who's going to call them out? No man is going to look at an attractive woman and go, I'm not taking you home because your sloppy ass has been walking around this club all night with no shoes or socks on. They don't think about it. Later on when they get to Ebola, they're going to be like, oh, it's that bitch with the no shoes and the socks. She did this to me. I got to get her back for this. They, they worry about it later. She gave me skifalophagus, no doubt. I'm going to find that bitch and knock her the fuck out. But it's because we're so thirsty as an organization, men are. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's got to drive you fucking crazy, right? Well, I've already got like feet is one of the things uh, is a big OCD for, thing for me anyway, and then you put in like piss. Do you oh, know what I mean? Like it yeah. stinks anyway in that club. Like when you go to either of the toilets, and and then you see the good. Oh, it's just it, it drives my OCD crazy. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. There's you couldn't. I mean, I'm sure there's a number. You could pay me to do it, but I'd have to be able to wash my feet immediately after and then burn whatever it is I just used to wash them with, including the bar of soap. <laughs> and also, you reminded me when you, you was talking about something earlier. Um, oh, fucking hell, I forgot it now. You know when you think it's like, and then it goes straight away. Yeah. Shit. Oh. I'll carry on. It'll come back to me in a minute anyway. Well, was it, it might have been... Was it oh, no, the... I've, got it, I've got it again. <laughs> I was not probably the couple months ago with that i was looking into like doing um like healthcare work like looking after like elderly people or something because i, oh. I want to do something to help people and i kind of feel like i'm doing that with the security because even though people look at it as like oh you just want to like fight people or whatever i did it to like for the safety of people more than anything um but i actually applied for a healthcare job and they got back to me like wanting an interview and stuff but then they was telling me that it was like you got to do the dirty work yeah i've got to like dress people and clean people help them go to the toilet and that and even though i want to help people that's a my lot ocd won't go that far yeah no there's it takes a special kind of human being to do it's the same type of person that can cut somebody open and do heart surgery is like the same kind of person that can wash, bathe, help somebody go to the bathroom, clean their pans out and all that. It it takes a special group of person to do that because I mean that's a that it, it I think it might be different if it was your mom or something, maybe you could force yourself to kind of do it, but that's because it's your family to walk yeah. into a room with a complete stranger. And don't get me wrong, even family is is pushing it. I don't know if I would be able to 
hands. That's a lot. There's just certain there's certain parts of of a person that you don't you don't ever want to know. Yeah, that's an expense that's worth paying for. I feel like to have somebody come in and be able to do it, you know, it gets done properly. Just one of them moments, though, that like just brought it back to reality, like crashing down again. Because I thought, oh, I'm gonna go and do like healthcare because I want to help people. And before you know it, that person's like, oh, are you willing to do this and that? And then like reality hit, and I was like shit yeah i've really got this illness like do you know what i mean yeah like it's it's stopping me from being able to do something i genuinely wanted to do in my heart but now i can't i think i would get some sort of level of enjoyment out of it but it wouldn't outweigh the anxiety and the stress i get from trying to like deal with that that cleanliness thing Mm. And you couldn't, you don't want to be a mess while you're trying to take care of somebody else because then they're probably going to get anxious and it turns into a whole thing. The entire house is in a panic now. You know, yeah. you and the older person you're taking care of are both in the hospital with the oxygen masks on trying to calm down. <laughs> you're meant to be my carer. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a role reversal there, dude. It's fucked up. Oh, shit. That's a... That was probably a month ago or maybe slightly longer that that all happened and i was like shit like it just hit me like a ton of bricks i was like because i thought it's what i wanted to go and do and i still want to like help people but i know that like i said it's the the anxiety and the stress of it is far gonna outweigh the the pleasure i get from it well dude i just had that happen to me not that exactly this is way different but even just today uh my my neighbor's kid had a play in his school that he wanted us to go to and i already feel weird because i mean there i know i know them but i don't know them know them like on a personal level i talk with them we bullshit but i don't know like you intimately and now they want me to go and i'm like i'm sitting here man like i don't want to i don't feel comfortable going to this thing like let's just call it what it is Okay, there's, there's, my neighbors are black. I'm not black, clearly. You could tell by looking at me. I'm pasty pink. No, you could have fooled me. <laughs> but I mean, I just, I just got to thinking, like, I'm going to walk in there, and now everybody that is going to see me walk in there is going to think I'm some kind of pedophile. That's automatically where my mind went to. No evidence of that at all whatsoever. And then, you know, you were like, oh, I, I think... We're about ready to do this, right? And I was like, okay, good. Well, now I got, and now I have an excuse I can get out of it because this is, you know, business. So I have a reason not to go. And I feel bad partially because I know that it would probably mean a lot to the kid if I was there. But at the same time, it's going to be more detrimental to you. And not only that, but how much is, how much is, at what point do you say, all right, this is, this is doing too much. This is overstepping where my activity should stop and somebody else's to start. Yeah. And that, that, like, you saying about the pedophile stuff, I've actually had that before. That was used to be one of my major anxieties. Like, are you ran- I can't remember when it started, but I, I, it might have even been before I had my kids. But I used to, like, at one point I was convinced I was a pedophile, even if it... Like, I wasn't old enough at the time or whatever to, like, think like that. Get him. 
Oh, no, there's no police here to help me. I hope you don't find the money strapped to my thigh. Like, in terms of being... Like, if they put me in court for it sort of thing, they would have been like, oh, he's old enough to be one. I don't... I can't even... Like I said, I can't even remember what age I was when I first got these thoughts. Mm. And then, obviously, I had my kids and that. But I remember a major anxiety before I had my first kid of being like convinced I was a pedo even though there was no evidence and like it was just one of these thoughts that come into my head and I had it for years and so was it your your worry was that other people were gonna see you as that or that you thought yourself that you were um but I, I think both but more the fact that I felt I was mm, even no. though I didn't have evidence for it like I, I thought as well like if I have kids like I'm going to be a pedo towards them as well, even though there was no evidence that I was anyway. But I, I think... just thought come into my head, and, and the, like, the voice in my head was, it was like, kind of, the only way I can describe it, and it's weird because I, I can't relate to it on that level, but like when serial killers say they have that voice. Right. To do someone. Like, I convinced myself that I was a pedophile with no evidence. Mm. You know what, I, I think... I would like to say, to me, this sounds like a natural fear because I had that same thought when I was around, you know, Jen's family and all that. Not that I thought that I was, but I often find myself in a mind space where I'm going, oh my God, I can't imagine. What if I was a pedophile? That would be fucking crazy. And I just found out now from being around these kids. Like, I have no evidence of it at all whatsoever. Never had a single thought like that in my life. But that fear and anxiety just kind of creeps in a little bit. And then I'm like, dude, don't be a fucking moron. Because you 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 don't have that. It's never been there. I mean, I have the opposite of whatever a pedophile has where kids disgust me. I don't want it to any chance I get. I don't want to be around them. But I feel like it's... It's a natural fear to have, I guess, because you don't, I think we all kind of, that's your, that's your worst case scenario, I think. And it's like, it's, and it, the, when I had my therapy and that, they said that whatever this OCD thing is like, as I saw it as a voice, it like knows what your major anxieties are. So it like puts things into play. Really? And like. They said a lot of people like had fears. Like when I had the therapist, she said they've had people where like their fear was they'd walk down a street towards like a like a granny or an old person, and they would their head would be like, oh, "I'm now going to attack this like this old person for no reason." And they was convinced they were going to do it even if they didn't. And I think that was mine, but not attacking people. Well, it is attacking people, but mine was like kids and do you know what I mean, the paedophile like side of it oh, instead of like violent towards adults and that like i think that's what my that was my version of it um but it's just so random because i it just from what i can remember it just come out of nowhere but i had it for so long where i thought i was a pedophile like it was crazy see that's i wonder what it is what it is in the mind that makes you focus on it's got to be like you said they said that well, it was because that's your that's your worst fear of like the worst thing I could be. Like it's like so many people have them thoughts. It's as if you act on them. But then I'm thinking like, yeah, but it's not healthy to have them thoughts in the first place. But they was trying to say like this voice 
convinces you that you are that person. It's like a, it's kind of like being split personality. Well, I think, see, uh, now we're getting someplace, dude, because I think... Private, because they're telling me them thoughts, a lot of people have them, it's just people don't talk about them. And it's if you act on them, that's where the problem lies. But then I'm thinking, even as a young kid, like, I was aware of what was right and wrong. And I'm like, yeah, but them thoughts aren't normal. Yeah, because, dude, you could you imagine having a conversation? Can you imagine going up to any person in your regular life and saying, you know, there was a point in my life where I thought I was a pedophile. People would crucify you for saying something yeah, like right. that. Like, certain countries, they'd probably kill you on the spot. That's wild. Like, you can't, you can't tell somebody, like, you know, it's, I never told anybody this before, but... It's fucked up, I think, about killing people a lot. They would go, oh, get the fuck away from me. It just, these extremes. <laughs> Made you flinch. Nobody ever talks about them, and maybe that's why so many people are in therapy, because they hold this shit down and nobody talks about it, but they, that's a big one. The pedophile thing and the wanting to hurt random people, those are two really big ones, and I think they're so stigmatized that a lot of people won't even admit that they thought about shit like that, which is. And I think, like I said earlier, like even from young, I like I knew that that was one of the worst things you could ever be. For and sure. It's like, like like that voice or whatever. It, like I see it as like a voice and a monster in my head. It sounds a bit like weird, like people are like, a monster, but that's kind of like what I labeled it as well when I had my therapy. But it's like that OCD knew from all the way back before I even knew I had OCD, like, it's like it, it remembered that, that I knew from early on that's one of the worst things you could be. And it's like that OCD was like, I know that, I'm going to zoom in on that and, and convince him that's what he is. I definitely, I, I definitely, I think I definitely have. If we're going down a checklist, I think I could check the box. And I don't know, it's definitely got to be something to do with sickness. But I could be just sitting doing nothing and i'm gonna be like oh dude you know i could just fucking break this person's face right now for no reason not angry i don't want to like i don't feel like i want to but my brain is like dude you you should we could break this person's face apart right now we i've could... heard quite a few people say that though so i don't think i'm not saying like that's it's not a thing but like i wouldn't like you telling me that is not me being like, oh, you're wrong for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, but I, I, I think that would think disturb a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, but I think even them people that it would disturb, I would argue that they get them thoughts too. Oh, for sure. I think so. Definitely. I mean, I've even thought about, I've thought about murdering people. Not that I ever would, but I actually sat there and I thought like, I wonder what it feels like. What is it? What goes on in the mind of somebody that kills somebody? Like, okay, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to watch this person every day. I know they come out of their house. They go into their garage. They do whatever they do. They toss their garbage out. Do they just sit here and go, there's the, there's the circle. That's where I know I go in and get them. And then what happens after that? Is it, do they act on the impulse and then when it's over they go oh fuck I did it now what do I do and then they just become this thing it's hard like to know what like like what it actually is because I feel like 
some people are born and their brains just wired differently. So yeah. they've got probably like a bit like psychotic or whatever, but they haven't got that, um, like the empathy and uh, the emotions that a lot of people have that still get them same thoughts. But when it comes that time in your head where you're like, I could really kill this person. I feel like them people that don't have the empathy in that, like they ain't got nothing to say Turn to them. Switch off. Now, yeah, they ain't got nothing in that moment to be like, come on, you know, you're, you know that's wrong. Yeah. Just going, and and then even afterwards, because they haven't got that, they don't. There's no like emotion. There's no regret or nothing. So then they just um, equate that to like, oh, this is fun. This is a thing that I do yeah. now. And 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 you, I don't you, I don't know if you've watched like. Uh, serial killer documentaries and that but a lot of them they say they do it for like set they get like a sexual pleasure from it yeah because they're so fucking wrapped up that they can't get a regular rise anyway else i'll be right back i gotta take a piss real quick and i gotta check on this fucking food this fucking beat is serious dude Look, social media, at Laughing Birds on Twitter, at Laughing Birds Pod on Instagram. Get your fucking social media life in order, dude. Pretty heavy topics, this whole shit. But hopefully I'll get this to you on Christmas Day. We're gonna see how it's going. So far it's 4.43 in the afternoon on the 23rd so I'm not sure I'm only about 40 minutes in this thing in all I think is like two hours so I'm not sure what's gonna make it you can find BCHQ on his YouTube channel just throw that into the deal reactions motivational speaking all that good shit if you haven't already make sure you rate the podcast on spotify itunes or whatever platform that you listen to it on it makes it more visible for other people to see it and i think that's it man live and birds every saturday is when a new episode of this shit will come out enjoy the holidays don't do anything fucking crazy and i'll catch you all saturday I think OCD can be, I don't want to say it can be learned, but I think it can be implemented. Now, I know it doesn't make any sense, but hear me out. <laughs> okay, I have a doctor that I have to go to every month. And whenever I go in there, they count my pills. Every single time. They can call me whenever they want. For a random pill count, random piss test, doesn't matter. Whatever they say, I have to do. All right, turn your head and cough. Whenever I'm there, 24-hour booty call, whenever they want. So now, I don't know why. I know the amount I'm supposed to take. And I don't overtake it. And yet, I'm nervous all day. Like, I know that I've only taken two pills today. And I'm ready for a third one. And everything in my mind right now is screaming at me. You need to count them to make sure that the right amount is in there before you take any more. Because what if you think you took it already and 
you did, and now you're gonna short yourself a pill. But I know that I, I know that I haven't. Like it's it's I got a little bit better. I got a pill counter when you put in for the days of the week for my allergy and my thyroid pill. So I think I'm just gonna have to start taking out the day's dose the night before, put it in the pill counter so that I don't have to count because I will count these pills six times a day. I'll count them and then I'll go I'll count everything up. It'll be right. And we're like, oh, well, I got to do it again because I got to make sure I didn't fuck up the first time. And then doing that, I'll fuck up the second time and go, see, it's wrong. It's wrong. And then I'll do it. It's a point where Jen is gone. Give me the fucking bottle and let me do it. Because I'll bet you it's the same amount that was in there before and you're worrying about nothing. To which then she'll be like, okay. Like, it's, it's to what the sickness is just oozing it like people around me have accepted it like okay you're just a nut job and this is just something that you're going to do there's nothing we can do about that we can't fix it so we're just gonna deal i mean i am a nightmare to go anywhere with not even that i like you the first thing i do when i go anywhere is i look for a bathroom that's the first order of business anywhere I go. Bathroom needs to be located first, exit second. Always the first two things that I look for because I don't like to know. Oh, real professional. I mean, I like to know where my options are, how many toilets are in there. If somebody locks a door, you know, do I have other options? And I mean, I've, I've probably done something that will make you turn pale where I've gone to the... Oh, no, he just didn't. Down the street from my house where you, you can lock the bathroom door. There was a guy that was in there for an hour. And I just, fuck, I was like, fuck it. I'm going in the woman's room. It's right there. It's right across. I'm going right in there and I'm pissing. If anybody catches me, I'm just going to go... Hey, whatever. I, my brother said something that fucking cracked me up at a concert, dude. Everybody's in line waiting to go into this porta potty, right? This person is taking forever. I don't know what the... They could have been doing blow anything. We don't know what the fuck's going on, right? And it says there's two of them next to each other. And this one over here has a sign on it that says, This one's for women only. And we're standing in this line for about a half hour. And he looks at me with the straightest face in the world and he goes... So if I identify as a woman, does that mean that I could just go in there and take a piss? <laughs> I was like, dude, you could totally do that. And you get away with it, too. Who's going to oh, question you? If it, imagine if you did it now. Like, with all the fucking, <laughs> I identify as a giraffe. Get in the fucking zoo, then. Like, <laughs> like it, now he could get away with that. Like. There'd be no, like, questioning him. Everybody be would be like, that's how he feels inside. Don't yeah, like... question it. His name is Patricia now. That's who it is. It's not... Like my wife always says, not tonight. I've got my, my security license. No word of a lie. They had words on there of what you identify as that I've never heard in my life that they've just brought in because of all this shit. My new favorite thing that I've discovered is what gender are you, male, female, or I prefer not to answer the question. I'd prefer you not have any of my information at all, motherfucker, so what are we doing here? I'm a T-Rex. Yeah, how about that? Like, dude, look, 
here's my deal with all that. If you in your in your heart, honestly, if you're a man or you're a woman and you in your heart and mind you really believe that you are the opposite of whatever you walk around in this life as go and be that that's fine whatever gender thing you're into but what i have where my beef comes in is where these people go i'm a i'm a boy now or not now then 10 minutes later or now i feel like a girl so you got to address me as this and then they change it every five minutes and then when somebody calls them the wrong thing it just oh you're shaming me you're you're not you're not supposed to do that i could be whatever i want shut up no you can't pick fucking one and be done with it you know like don't be greedy because now you're fucking it up for everybody else that really does feel this way and now everybody looks at it like it's some kind of a fucking joke like dude i just watched dog day afternoon the other day and there's a scene in the film where there's a bunch of cops in a barber shop and they pull in somebody who knows one of the bank robbers and this guy is like well you know I'm I'm in the mental hospital now because I identify as a woman and this is in 74 and now all the cops in the movie, they're fucking, they're cracking up, dude. One guy is just like, this is fucking, and the dude, the dude fucking, the guy just stares at the dude that laughed. He was like, not now. Like, don't fuck this up. Why did you want to get married? Yeah. I, I thought it would help me, but, uh, but it didn't. I, uh. I was so confused. I was doing insane things. What sort of things, Leanne? After the wedding, I ran off for 10 days to Atlantic City. Sonny was frantic. He knew I'd been drinking. He didn't know where I was, who I was with. Well, I, 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 I couldn't explain the things I did. So I went to a psychiatrist who told me that I was a woman trapped in a man's body. Oh, shit, this bitch got a dick. Well, so right away, Sonny wanted to get me money for the sex change operation. But where was he going to get it? $2,500? Oh, my God, he was in hock up to his ears already. He needed the money for the operation for you? He drove him crazy. He, uh, he would fly into these rages. But I was, I was shocked, like, Dang, all back in '74, there were people that felt this felt this way, and I haven't heard shit until 2018. Was the first time I ever heard somebody say that they identified as something other than what they were born as. It's it's, it's just getting out of hand as well. I, I kind of get like people say, yeah, but if you feel like you're meant to be the other sex, like you should have a right. I get that. But at the same time, I think there should you shouldn't be able to decide until you're at least probably 16 to 18, something like that. Ooh, this is a big one. And also, they're just adding more and more fucking names and terms of shit that's just like, I identify part man, part horse. What? A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is a famous Mr. Ed. Like, 
it's just more and more shit coming out now. Like it, it, it would be bad enough if there was one or two options other than male or female, like with these things they're bringing out. But there's so many already. Yeah, and don't don't tell me don't tell me there's more than one gender, dude. You identify whatever you want, or more than two. You're born with a dick. You're born with a vagina. If you're unlucky, lucky, however you want to look at it, maybe you're born with both or half of one, whatever, whatever the situation is. But that's what it is. Anything after that is strictly a mind situation. And and there's a big danger if you're as a parent, you're agreeing with your kid with whatever they want to do, and they get that operation when they're young as well. You've just give that kid even more room to fucking be a spoiled brat as they grow up because you haven't said to them, you can decide what you want to be when you get to 16 or whatever. Bro. As now, I'm your parent. Like, But there's so many parents that are like, yeah, what do you want to do? And they're letting these kids fucking have operations. but And then they're growing up feeling entitled to whatever they want in the world. When I was a young kid... I wanted to be a gangster. I thought that's what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to be a fucking gang member because I thought they were cool. I thought that was the cool thing to do because all these people would come to me and they would say, when they would talk about gangs, they would be like, oh, this is what people do when they feel like they don't belong anywhere and it gives them a sense of community and they do shit for each other and you're in it for life. And I'm like, well, that sounds, that sounds all right. Somebody will have my back. Now, if I would have had dumb fucking parents that would have been like, oh, you want to be a gang member? You go ahead and be a gang member. Have fun shooting the bloods or whatever the fuck it is you're going to be doing. It's the same thing, but worse. You can't offer a 6 to a 17-year-old the opportunity to change their entire fucking life because they like to wear a dress. You know, like, if they, if your kid wants to dress up in boy clothes or girl clothes, cool. But that's completely different from sewing up their vagina or cutting their fucking dick off. That's crazy. You have what that is. If you let them go ahead with that, especially like I was saying, if they're young, and then they're like, they have the operation, and then they're like, mommy, daddy, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, like, too bad. You already started the hormones. Well, that's the other thing, too. They're starting these young kids on hormone medication where it's going to change the way that they're built. Like, that's not... I don't think that's a smart idea because, like you said, there is no there is no turning around. And even if there is, I'm sure it's a very difficult and painful road to go down. I don't know who it is. I, I wish that I knew this person's name. But I saw this this woman on YouTube who was transgendered uh, from a transgendered female went through with the operation and then after the fact said it was the biggest mistake that she's ever made in her like if she would have known and this is her personal experience if you have a different experience in your life that's good for you but she was like you know this is if I would have known that I had to keep certain things dilated and do I thought it was just you you change over and that was the end of it but no there's a lot that goes into it and you know sex is really painful and 
overwhelming and all that shit. So be like, you know, if I would have known then what I know now, I wouldn't have got the operation. I would have just stayed where I was. But I thought I was unhappy. And really, that's not what it was. I think a lot of it, I could be misquoting. But the general census I got from this was that there's pressure, even in that own community, to like, if you're going to be this, then you got to switch over or you're not authentic and you're not real enough. I mean, I'm sure there's, I know there's people that are like that in every group, but that's, that's a dangerous thing to do. I think you're messing with nature and you're the natural thing that you were supposed to be. And I think even if you feel like you're certain that's what you want to change to, like, it's impossible to know down the line, like, because you could have that operation and feel like, like this person said, like they regretted it straight away. Yeah. They might have convinced beforehand that they f- would feel like that for the rest of their life that they wanted to swap, but then they've swapped and now there's no going back. So I just think more, more time is just, it's like the ultimate gamble because you're messing with what you were supposed to be. That can't, I don't see how that's healthy, like, or that that can work out for the better in the long run. Because I kind of wonder if they make them do, like, a psychological evaluation before you can, like, just to be able to go, like, this is... So they can, not to be like, oh, well, you're faking it, we don't believe you, but just for you to go through it and for the doctor to be like, look, we're going to go through a series of tests and... At the end, I will give you my professional opinion of whether or not I think that this is right for you, and ultimately you're going to make your own decision, but I kind of wonder if if that's ever been brought, I mean, God forbid you bring this up, you know, somebody gets offended. I mean, how are you, how are we supposed to learn about these fucking things when majority of you won't even allow us to have a goddamn conversation because it offends you. Okay, a lot of musicals offend me. I'm not picketing for them to be taken off Broadway. I just don't go and watch them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, come on. It, like I was saying earlier, like, when you allow, especially if, if you're a kid and your parents allow you to do what, like, you want to swap or whatever, and they've allowed that, I think that's where all that comes from in the end because you've got that self-entitlement from like an early age of being basically your parents saying to you, you can do what you want, we'll support you. A lot of cases is the right thing, but with something that huge, like... you got to be child, careful. That child's not even developed enough to, to really be making that decision, so... Dude, I'm 30... 34 years old, I think. Somewhere around there, I am. I don't even know what the fuck I really want to do with my life at 34. You couldn't... I was a fucking scrambled mess at 18 years old. I think at least you should be 21. If you have to be 21 to drink, you should you should at least be 21 before you consider having that type of change in your life. Now, I know there's people out there that are going to argue... If you're 18 and you're old enough to die in a war, you should be old enough to drink, smoke tobacco, and get a sex change if you want one. But I think it would be responsible to have people wait till 21 to at least give it an incubation period where they really, you know, have to 
really consider because there is no there is no going back. And the thing, but the, still, the danger with that is, I agree with you, but not everyone's the same. You know, everyone's different. So they could be a twenty-one-year-old, but like still like fucking fifteen and mentally. Mm. Whereas another twenty-one-year-old could be the twenty-one-year-old like mindset, or maybe they're twenty-one and they've got an older mindset. But if you're anything below twenty-one mentally, but you're actually twenty-one, that's where the gamble is. Yeah, and you that's... think of how there are in the world it, how like is is fucking it's crazy like it's just dangerous there's another hour worth of this back and forth that we did and possibly more i think but i'm just gonna wrap this up here and i'll release this for christmas day so now you have your christmas eve deal and your christmas day deal so i got it done in time I'll just save the other hour for another time.